from the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for the week of May 4th, 2011 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Yvette and Emil Van Leeuwen, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Max the Intern, back in the Peanut Gallery. Uh, this week, or this episode, uh, John is going to talk to us about gas prices for those of you planning to drive to Walt Disney World over the Upcoming holiday weekend and throughout the summer, uh, gas prices certainly at the center of the news these days. Uh, but also coming up this week, we have Kathy Whirling talking about some of the new stores at Downtown Disney. Yvette and Emil are going to tell us about Disney's audio description services for people with visual impairments. And of course, our own Dave Parfit has his interview with Star Wars. Ashley Eckstein, all coming up for you this week. Uh, before we get started, I do want to reiterate a couple of housekeeping pieces. Uh, first, um, our, we are planning a meet in uh, our fundraiser meet in New England in Boston on July 2nd at 10 a.m. for a special viewing of Cars 2. All proceeds will be going to give kids the world. Uh, we're going to have a link to that in our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, where you can learn more about it. Um, <clears throat> between the last show, last episode and this one, uh, John decided that because uh, we, we need 100 people to show up uh, to pull this off, uh, but uh, John decided that we're just going to uh, uh, match all the donations to make sure that we get the 100 people. We make sure we get the money, so to speak. Uh, so uh, potentially we could raise a lot of money here for Give Kids the World. So this is definitely going to go off. This is definitely going to go off. July 2nd in Boston, 10 a.m. Details can be found podcast.wdwinfo.com. Just look for the link to the post on the boards where Tara, who is setting this up, uh, has her has information about it. So We're going to try and go. Should be really exciting. Walter and I are going to be there, so John and Kevin may be there as well. That would be a lot of fun. Fourth um, of July weekend in Boston. There are far worse places in the world to be on the really? Fourth of July. So, also uh, in the vein of fundraisers for uh, Give Kids the World, our Star Wars uh, meet. Um, do you have the details on that, Kevin? Sure. It's link. It's actually um, stuck to the top of our page on, on the podcast. On the podcast board. Hang on, just a second. Let me get back there. This was kind of. I I sprung it on him out of left field. Uh, the thread is, uh, Dave has started the thread, The Power of Ten Confronts the Power of the Dark Side, May 22nd at Hollywood Studios. Some of the details, it's $50 a person, it's 6.30 to 9.30, we'll be having breakfast inside. Uh, Admission to the park is separate. Right. There's about 60 people so going so far. Dave has posted the term, total attendees so far, 60-ish. I haven't counted this entire list. Uh, be a nice crowd. It will be a nice crowd. You do have to have theme park admission, but you will be in the park when the park opens at 8 a.m. And Kathy was mentioning <coughs> that, as this is the first weekend, 
as um, she hacks up a lung. I was just going to say, as her lung landed on the table. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Good. Uh, this is the first weekend of Star Wars weekend, and they do offer autograph signing sessions, but you need a fast pass for those. And they do disappear quickly. You will be inside the park when the park opens. Talk about a head start. You get a head start, yep. So, um, Also, they're debuting the new Star Tours ride. Now, this entrance to this does not guarantee you the first ride or the first in line, but if you're in the park when the park opens... You got a better shot at being there. You got a better shot of being there before the line's three hours long, Mm -hmm. because that line's going to be long for a long time. That line's going to be long as soon as they open the park. Yep. So a couple of really cool things, and we've actually got some other listeners who are suggesting some uh, other ways uh, to raise money for our efforts to uh, forgive kids the world through the power of 10. And so hopefully in the next few weeks, we'll have some more announcements to make about some other opportunities that'll be coming up. And we're going to be, we're all going to be there, right? Yes. John and I are going to be at this event. I probably won't go to sleep the night before because getting up. Uh, You're excited about breakfast in the park? I'm no. excited about a fundraiser for Give Kids the World. I can't wait to see everybody at that hour of the morning. Oh, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty. That's why I'm will saying. You, will you come as Princess Abagaba? Sure. If John dresses up, I'll. Princess I'll Abagaba. Who's Princess Abagaba? What's her name? Queen Abagaba? Yabba dabba, what the heck was her name? <laughs> I'm working on a costume now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Na- will you come as Natalie Portman? I know her. Real no, name. she's going to come. She's going to come as uh, Princess uh, Leia in the gold bikini. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she's going to come mm-hmm. as Princess Leia as a slave girl. And you're going to have to hold the chain because she'll be Jabba the Hutt. Max, Max likes that idea. You can be Princess Yabba Dabba. You. I don't so. know what's her real name. It doesn't matter if that means I'm here. <laughs> I will dress up like whatever you want me to dress up. Ooh. Wow. Yvette is wearing a t-shirt that says, my skills pay the bills. <laughs> We're just going to let that lay there, okay? Yeah. But she made Emil pay the bill, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and kick it over to John, uh, talk about gas prices. So you found $1.50 a gallon gas? I did. No. Um, it's no secret gas prices are up. This is on everybody's mind on a daily basis. It affects everybody's decisions as as far as their daily routines. And it's especially impactful to people who are driving to Central Florida or even to California, to Anaheim, in, uh, to Disneyland. So I wanted to talk about some of the things that people can do to um, help alleviate the pain of high gas prices. Um, I know a lot of what I'm going to say is common knowledge, stuff you've heard before, stuff we've talked about before. I hope I have some new information for you. And I did a little research on some uh, other stuff that hopefully will help people along. So I'm hope that, uh, you know, we, we understand too that people are making some pretty big decisions based on gas prices, whether or not to travel. You know, don't give up your vacation. So hopefully we can... You okay over there? I'm Okay. <laughs> Max was against my leg, and I was going like, the, the dog, Max the dog. All right. <laughs> Max the intern. <laughs> that scared me for a Max moment. the he intern, get off of that leg. He, he goes under the table and does that. It, he, we can't, he can't help himself. It comes from Teresa's side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit about what people can do to improve their gas mileage. Because it's inevitability. You're going to have to pay this price. You have to buy the gas. That's just the way it is. Um, one of the problems that uh, one of the things that people talk about all the time is aggressive driving. 
really will uh, increase, will hurt your gas mileage, your car's gas mileage. Posted speed limits and steady driving, not starts and stops. That's always best for optimal gas mileage. Um, use cruise control when possible. And here's something I didn't I didn't know. The U.S. Department of Energy says every car reaches its optimal fuel efficiency at a different speed, but it's generally around 60 miles an hour. For every five miles an hour you go over 60 miles an hour, it's like you're spending an extra 20 cents per gallon of gas. Really? I'd never heard that. It will take you four months to get to Disney World. <laughs> if you're coming from the Northeast Corridor and you have to come down 95, there are some stretches of 95 once you get into the southern states where there is just not a lot to see or do. Put your cruise control on. Yeah. But there's also the other, th- the other thing to keep in mind is speed limit um, in a lot of these places as you're driving, depending on where you're coming from and what state you're driving through. Some of these states are what we call uh, pay or stay. If you get a speeding ticket, you got to pay it then. Right. And if you don't, if you can't pay it, they you, escort you to the local jail. There is a horrible speed trap in Richmond, Virginia on 95, and I'm only I, speaking from experience. And there's apps out there that you can get for your phone that show you where the – is that – I didn't get there yet. Okay, sorry. That's all right. You were going to say about speed limits? That tell you where some of the speed traps are. Um. One of the things they say all the time, too, is uh, keep your car in good shape. You want to make sure it's tuned up. You want to have regular oil changes, things like that. Your tires are inflated. Make sure your tires mm-hmm. are at the proper uh, pressure. And one of the things that's very, very popular here, I don't know if it's anywhere else, but there's a lot of companies that are pushing these fill your tires with nitrogen, and you'll get better gas mileage. Isn't that what happened to the Hindenburg? No, that was hydrogen. <laughs> um, no, nitrogen is the opposite. It's not flammable. Okay, good. Not combustible. Oh, the humidity. Not combustible. No. Um, there's no real proof out there. No one's done any studies on it, but there's some information about why this might be a good idea. Uh, compressed air contains 21% oxygen, 70% nitrogen. The rest is other gases and water vapor. Pure nitrogen has no water in it. The water is what can corrode your tires. Um, nitrogen is a larger molecule than oxygen, so it will leave your tire. Where does one get this? There are places that offer it all over the place. You haven't uh, seen it? No. Tires Plus. Have your tires filled with nitrogen right by our house. This sounds dangerous. Does it? I've it's seen not it on the news. I've never heard of anybody that's done it. Um, nitrogen leaves your tires slower than oxygen, so it keeps your tire pressure longer. I'm telling Kevin all this because he's looking at me like I have six heads. And I would, back to the tire pressure, that you want to check your tire pressure when the tires are cold, not after you've been out and running around all day, and then check it. So check them before you leave Minnesota because it's not going to be cold in Florida. And you might have to check them as you're going Again, along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pressure will change with, with temperature. Um, so, But there's a, th- there's a lot of claims out there that nitrogen is going to make your tires lighter. And you're going to get better gas mileage. This part is a myth. That's just not true. So um, what they recommend is if you can have this done for free, there are services, there are places that will offer it for free. And as part of purchasing a new new tires for your car, go ahead and do it. Don't pay money for it. It's just a waste of money. Uh, one of the things they say is pack light. The more weight that's in your car, the worse gas mileage you're going to get. Empty your trunk. Of anything that's not necessary, however, leave the spare tire and the jack. You don't want to throw that. And away. make sure that there's air in your spare tire. Because a lot or of people nitrogen. 
Yeah. They've never checked their spare tire after and they bought it, the car. And that it's hooked to the car some way. You wouldn't want it floating away. Right. Okay. Now he's thinking of helium. <laughs> Boy. I was just going to say. Science we, class was tough for you, wasn't it? Do we have to have chemistry lessons at home now? No. <laughs> you can tell I didn't pay attention the first time. Really. Uh, one another hint is use car's air conditioning effectively. Air conditioning takes about eight horsepower to run, and that eats gas, obviously. On short trips, it's better to, to uh, it's better on gas to leave the air conditioning off. I know Kevin will never do that. Yeah. No. However, on a long trip on an open highway, it's actually... I can save you more gas then. Because <laughs> you're not going. Because I'm not going. On a long trip on the open highway, it's actually better to use the air conditioning than to have the windows open. Mm-hmm. Because it creates drag on your car. Oh. And a lot of cars have a, a setting that you can recirculate the air. Mm-hmm. And that's going to not take as much energy to, you know... Cool down the already sort of cool air rather than taking hot air from outside. Takes the cooler, drier air from inside the car and uses it. You said it much better. Thank you. I always thought that uh, creating drag in your car happened when you ran over a transvestite. (sighs) I'm trying to do a serious thing here. Priscilla. Queen of the desert. (laughs) Go ahead. Another tip is buy the correct fuel for your car. Um, A lot of people go out and buy the wrong octane. Check your owner's manual. Sometimes people buy too much. And it's more expensive. So make sure you're getting the right octane for your car. Um, the biggest tip we can give, and this is something we're going to talk about a little bit more extensively, is buy the uh, lowest price gas for your car. That's obvious. Um, I've got a list of some websites and some apps that people can go to. But one of the biggest tips that they give is you can usually go, you can usually find the cheapest gas at the quote unquote big box stores Costco, BJ's, Sam's. Right. Of course, that requires a membership. So take that into account. Do you just sign up for it just to get the cheap gas? You also have to take into account that most people traveling to Florida are probably coming via highway. And leaving the highway in order to find cheap gas is probably negating the amount you're saving. Oh, and you should bring that up. There are several apps out there that help you find cheap gas. And I was playing around with a bunch of them. And these I have loaded on my iPhone. I think they're great. One is called Gas Buddy. Absolutely free. Shows gas prices near your location using the GPS on your phone. And something I did was I I looked up gas areas. um, I used it for gas stations in my area. And I found it to be pretty accurate. Because with a lot of these, they're user-based. Kathy sees a price by her house and says, oh, I see that this gas station has prices. Oh, that's cool. price. Right. It tells you uh, how, off, how, how long ago it was, it was last updated. Right. It gives you the option of uh, sorting by either price or distance. And when I, I'm looking at gas stations right around my house, uh, sorting by price, the difference ranges by almost eight cents a gallon. Right. So Kevin Actually, said, I take that back. Uh, make, that, uh, oh, make that 15 cents a gallon. Uh, 16 cents a gallon. Does that take into account the airport at all? Is that no, that no. I'm looking at, at one that's uh, 388 a gallon um, with the uh, – oh, hold on a second. With the highest uh, being 398, so 10 cents, 10 cents a gallon. No. What's wrong with me? 383 a gallon is on the low end. <laughs> 398 in the high. That's 15 cents a gallon. I, You were bad at science. I was bad at math. math. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, uh, the last time we came down, the last time we drove down as a family, 
and that includes my brother, was a, quite a few years ago. And I remember my mom giving us each a sheet of paper and asked us to keep track of gas prices. She kind of made a game out of it. Mm. And when we got to one that was lower than all the rest, we would stop and fill the car up. It was also a chance for us to get out of the car and take a break and stretch our legs right. and stuff like that. But it was something to keep us busy. Right. And you Smart. talk about you talk about you know people are coming down the highway and what's the most efficient thing to do with something like this gas buddy. It'll show you where they are compared to where you are. So is it worth it to drive the extra few miles to get a few cents cheaper gas? It might be. Um, now I may be uh, I may be jumping ahead in your segment here, um, but if you are around the airport um, and you're looking for gas. Pay attention. If the if that if the if the gas station in question is not clearly showing their prices that you can see from the road, big sign like a normal gas station. If you don't see that, keep driving. We have a problem here in Orlando with some very unscrupulous businesses that are charging upwards of six dollars a gallon for gas, and you don't know until you get to the pump. And if you're not paying attention. And just, you know, figure it's going to be gas like any other gas. And this is what they're banking on. And you put your credit card in and start gassing up. Eventually, you're going to realize that uh, it's, it's ridiculously overinflated. Now, I know they're trying to pass laws here to do something with this. but They have to clearly post their gas prices. There's a gas station just outside of Disney which does the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's called Second City Gas. It's right on Apopka Vineland Road. Mm-hmm. Avoid it. And on Semaran outside the airport, it's Sun and Sun Coast. They're right across the street from each other. On If you get off at 528, if you're coming from the East Coast towards Orlando International Airport, it's the 7-Eleven on Narcosy Road and 528 is also ridiculously high. There's also one just above that, and I apologize, I don't know the name of it. If they're around, also, besides the airport, if you're, the gas stations are around rental car return places mm-hmm. because you have to fill, you have to replace the gas that you used in a lot of rental cars, they know that. And they know that most people aren't leaving a whole lot of time to drop off the rental car and take the shuttle to the airport. They're charging you more money also. Exactly. So this is something to keep in mind. Absolutely. I'm sure it goes on other places, but it's certainly going on here in Orlando. And uh, honestly, you know, if you're around the Disney area, the cheapest place to get gas is on site. Right. <laughs> and I've always said it, and I'll say it again. Hess deserves a lot of credit for being the gas provider on property. The gas stations on property are all Hess. And they are among the lowest, if not the lowest, in the area. They do not gouge their prices because they're on Disney property. There are three, by the way. There's one right in the Magic Kingdom parking lot, pretty much. Mm -hmm. There's one across from downtown Disney. And there's one... Across from the boardwalk. Right next to the boardwalk. Correct. Correct. Um, Another app I found is called Cheap Gas. It's a free app. Um, This one I found was not as accurate as Gas Buddies. And the one I found that I thought was fantastic... This one is really, really cool. It's AAA Triptych, T-I-K, mobile. It's a free app. Um, It has a graphic user interface, and it takes your location, and you have the choice of showing or not showing things like food locations, attractions, hotels, things, all those things, in addition to gas stations. And then when you click on the little button that says a gas station is located here, it will show you the price. So you can look at the whole route you're traveling, 
click on individual ones and find the cheapest one. Wow. When I was younger, we used to go to AAA and get a triptych from them where they would do that for you. And one of the things that this app app does as well is we'll then give you point-to-point directions. You can say, okay, I found this gas station. Here's where I am. Give me directions. And it'll give you like um, a map quest type of thing. Very, very cool app. I was very impressed by it. Again, free. There's a lot out there. There's one called Guessbook. There's Local Gas Finder. I think the important thing is to find one that's free and to find one that's popular because a lot of these are user-based, user information. I'm going to go in and I'm going to enter the information in my local area. If you get one that's not being updated often, the information's old. And tri- um, AAA used to be that they updated it every Monday. Now, I don't know if they've changed that, but that was always a big deal when I did some stuff with AAA. I believe they, this is real-time now. I okay. you've got real-time information. In addition to apps that are out there that help you find cheap gas, there's also websites. Again, going back to AAA, they have a site called fuelgagereport.com. And one of the things about this is it actually tracks the national average for gas. Mm. And Gas Buddy also has a website called gasbuddy.com. And again, it's, uh, cheapest gas. That's pretty a good tool if, before you leave home or before you're going to go somewhere. One of our local news stations every day tells you what the cheapest gas yep. is. I think it's Channel 13. They do. They do the cheapest gas. And one of my final tips What is, is that website again? Uh, fuel gagereport.com And did you mention that there's like a time of day you're supposed to buy gas? I did not mention that. You're supposed to buy gas like when it's cooler because gas expands. So you should buy your gas like earlier in the day. I've also heard too that you shouldn't buy your gas right before you're going to stop for a long period of time. Oh really? You shouldn't fill up your tank and then go park your car. Because it could expand and you could lose some through evaporation. I don't know that how true that is. Yeah, right now, according to uh, that website, uh, fuelgagereport.com, national average for a gallon of regular gas, 396.7. Wow. We're cheaper here in Orlando. Yeah. Premium, 423.3. So, a year ago, it was a dollar cheaper, a little more than a dollar cheaper again. I mean, think about. The, the amount of your budget that you've put into your budgeted to travel now it's increased by thirty three percent from last year. That's a big difference. Yeah, huge difference. And one of my last tips is um, if you are going to drive to Walt Disney World, once you get here, use park transportation. Mm-hmm. Leave your car, park it, and then you're using Disney's gas, right? Buses and boats and things. So, I mean, a lot of what I gave you was common knowledge, was things that people talk about over and over again. But, you know, there were th- things that you mentioned you know, I'd never heard. So and I'm glad. I was trying to do some research and find you know, some. If you're, a, if you're somebody who, you know, pays attention to this stuff, you probably know a lot of it. But yeah. if you're helpless no. <laughs> like me, um, you know, yeah, no, you had a lot of stuff in there I just had I never think, heard of before. I think we're very fortunate because we do work from home yeah. that we, t- we drive – much less than other people, so it's not as big. But we make up. We, we make up for it with the fact that we drive like massive gas guzzling behemoths. You know <laughs> the land yachts we drive around in. I've got an expedition. You've got an armada. Yeah, just for fun, I throw cinder blocks in the back to make it heavier. <laughs> I fill my tires with cement <laughs> and nitrogen. No, not the nitrogen. Nitrogen's good. 
I know it's going to blow up like the Hindenburg. Or float away. Or float away. <laughs> I just don't want to see anybody not come to Disney because of gas prices. We used to, back a long time ago, when we used to go to the beach, we used to, you know, like have a little can for gas money for like along the trip. And like if we did something to save some gas somewhere at home, like we combined a couple trips, we put that little extra money hmm. in a can so that we had like our gas money. So, I mean, you could do that like nowadays. They saved 31 cents per gas back then. Ooh. And that, that covered that covered all of the gas. That was a year. <laughs> from Pennsylvania, <laughs> from Pennsylvania to Florida. We have an old vase at home. Had some, I think I, it, just an old vase. It's a big old thick cheap glass face and for a couple of years now whenever we come in the house we empty our pockets of change we have a little canister on the counter and when that gets full we jump it in the big canister we took it to one of those change counting machines the other day because we're absolutely lazy and we had four hundred and seventy-one dollars. It's amazing. In change. I've got. I've got to do it. I keep forgetting to bring it in. I've got this massive vase full of change. And what happens is, it's really great because um, we found, you know, like the grommet on the the where you button your Levi's. That was in there, and we're standing in the middle of Publix, <laughs> and it's going clunk, and everybody in the store stops and look at you while you. <laughs> Fish out your subway token. One time it was like the dog's collar, the right. dog's the identification tag. But four hundred and seventy-one bucks. We, we do, yes, it's we do the same thing at home with our small change, and it's it works out to be perfect because we save around four hundred dollars each year together just with the small stuff. And I keep st- in mind that we have a lot more coin money. In Europe, in Europe, than you have here. Mm-hmm. We do, you but do. you also yes, spend have. a lot more for gas. Tell them how much you're spending for gas a gallon in U.S. dollars. Nine it's, bucks. It's about nine bucks a gallon. Wow. Yep. So. Okay, nine dollars a gallon, and it's all taxes. You should fill, yeah. you should fill a vet with nitrogen. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't weigh as much in the car. So I will float away. So that saves you the plane ticket because you float exactly. away back to the Netherlands. It's like just like up for Norwegian yeah. people. For Dutch people. <laughs> they're not Norwegian. They're not Norwegian. They're, they're the Nether The Europeas. I keep forgetting. Okay, next song. time for like your Christmas present, it's going to be like a world map. <laughs> <laughs> like an I'm pointing out. <laughs> it, I do need that. You're from Europea. Over yeah, Europea. <laughs> All right, well, thanks. I also want to say, too, there's other tips out there. If you do a search, uh, Google search on tips, there's a lot of stuff for local driving. And I didn't want to include that because it's not appropriate for our discussion, but there's a lot of ways you can change your driving habits for your local trips. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, John. That'll do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Remember, we also have Kathy Worling's discussion mm-hmm. on the new stores at Downtown Disney, a new segment we're calling Ask the Nether People. Where Yvette and Emil are going to tell us about Disney's audio description services for those with visual impairments. And, of course, Dave Parfit has his interview with Star Wars' Ashley Eckstein. All that coming up for you this week. So that will do it, and we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next time with another episode of The Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>